What's up everybody, my name is Kaladisa and I am excited to be back recording with my amazing co-host Caleb Castillo. Why don't you say what's up Caleb? What it do family, how you doing? I'm good man, can't complain honestly. And this is the Something to Consider podcast. I know what a lot of our listeners are probably thinking Caleb, whatever happened to these guys, I thought they stopped recording entirely, I thought they weren't going to continue the podcast and... Unfortunately, we did have to go on pause. We're not going to cancel the podcast. We just had to deal with other things, other responsibilities. This pandemic has really opened our eyes and we've had to adapt and make adjustments to the way that we do business, the way that we handle our own personal lives. So we've kind of had to put this podcast on hold, but that's why I'm really excited to be back recording with one of my best friends. And uh, and I'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about today, Caleb. Yeah, of course, Kyla, for sure. Yeah. So wow, once again, you know, we've been, uh, you know, quarantine's been, uh, it's been a process. It's one of those where we're all adjusting to this new lifestyle and uh, hopefully sure. it's going to start dying down. So that I wanted, that'll be the best segue into our topic for today. And the topic is adjusting to our new Miami, Miami reopening plan um, after the effects of COVID. So that is our topic today. Miami's overall opening, reopening plan. Uh, given the effects of COVID-19, um, for the most part, what's been happening roughly in the nation, you know, of uh, the United States, how the state of Florida has kind of, you know, um, the approach it's been. So overall, we want to focus on what is, you know, Miami's reopening plan, you know, you know, what's our thoughts on the plan, what we have personally gone through and things that we're hearing other pl- in, um, others go through during this process. So that's uh, our overall plan for today. I like it, and and it's true, man. Like this is, I think, when we talked about this this topic and what topic we wanted to talk about, I think it's relevant to what's going on. I definitely want to get your take on on what you think about Miami's uh, plan for reopening. I know that parks are starting to reopen, some uh, dining in. I think it's very limited, but they're doing delivery. Uh, I know delivery's been like crazy, Uber Eats and whatnot. So um, let, let me let's just get started. So. Let's talk about the plan overview, Caleb. What are you seeing right now with Miami? What have you heard? What are the rules for for things out reopening? So what I've been seeing overall, I let, um I guess let me just start off by saying um what has been the entire state's uh plan so far, and what's been Miami uh Miami's plan because they do differentiate. So as of right now, what's happened so far is that I think it was last uh, last week Thursday on the um I believe it was the 14th um, or 15th, 14th or 15th is that Ron DeSantis, uh, the governor of Florida, announced that all 67 counties in the state of Florida may reopen with phase one. And they highlighted phase one in the plan. They opened that uh, restaurants can operate at 50%. Certain gyms can open at 50%. Uh, nail salons, barbers, the whole process. So basically, as of right now, today being the 19th, of May, um, as of right now, all 67 counties on the state of Florida are open, except Miami-Dade and Broward, which fall under different circumstances. And right. Miami-Dade, Miami-Dade, was that a chuckle from you? Because, <laughs> of course, we're different. Of course, yeah. all of Florida is different. different, man. I'm different. Because I'm looking at it now, and you're absolutely right. I see that uh, even Orlando, every like things are opening up a lot more in this full phase one as compared to Miami and Broward. Mm-hmm. So, 
So it's just interesting. Like I can see museums, libraries, restaurants, retail shops are can operate at fifty percent capacity, up from the current twenty five percent. Okay, gyms can open as long as they maintain social distancing and keep capacity of fifty percent. And any professional Florida team can train at sporting venues. Teams will also be allowed to play at those venues when the season begins. So DeSantis um, didn't mention when fans will be allowed to attend those events. And sorry if I butchered his name, but people butcher mine, so deal with it. All right. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's funny how uh, how Miami and Broward, you know, um, South Florida is just different, man. We're just at our own little little country out here. Yeah, but remember, remember. We're in northern Cuba. That's the difference. Um, but when it comes to, yeah, so that's kind of the, yeah, that's an overview of what's happening right now in terms of where does Miami stand um, in contrast to the entire state of Florida. So we're kind of waiting until, um, you know, me being uh, a personal trainer and uh, currently operating in a, in a gym, uh, I am pretty much, you know, set back from this, from this situation. But I do understand the overall goal um, in terms of, you know, obviously saving lives, which is the most important here. Um, how it's uh, been brought about, you know, that's where there's that debate. What's the most effective? That's definitely up for debate. But for the most part, yeah, currently Miami-Dade is um, under a, under a modified, customized phase one plan. So we're still waiting. It's very Miami. It's only in Dade type stuff. Shout out, because, only in Dade. Because because remember Miami-Dade, Miami is different, okay? You know, because in in our place here, we we do things uh, that are not the you know something what. <laughs> from the food that we eat, from the, the way that we dance, the life that we live, from the men and women that live out here, Miami's just different. Mm-hmm. Dios bendiga Miami. <laughs> All right. Anyway, 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 let's not get off topic here. But um, so yeah, man. I look in my personal opinion, I think that it kind of sucks. It does suck. Um. But I'm also not – I'm looking at – you always have to look at things with different perspectives, right? From one perspective, we want life to get back to normal, right? I always make the joke of, oh, when things start to reopen again, I'm not going to go outside. Like I'm going to – I'm still going to do my routine that I have now. And once I really start seeing the once the first and second wave of people don't get sick or we're not seeing a, a spike in cases, then maybe you might see me get a little ratchet, right? But go out to win water, maybe not, nah, maybe brickle, you know what I mean? But regardless of the fact, <laughs> um, I love the pivot, I love the pivot. You got win to, water, we're, we're, uh, we're at a different, I'm a, okay, I would say we're at a different stage in our lives right now to where, like, you know, no hating, no hating on Winwood. But if the bouncer knows who she is at the door, she belongs to the streets, anyway. <laughs> I saw that. I'm sorry. I saw that meme and it, it's been stuck in my head. I can't think of Winwood since I saw that meme. Like, I can't think of it the same. But just kidding. You go be ratchet. Do whatever you want. It's all good. Um, after this pandemic is over and after things open and it's safe to go outside. I'm not I'm not telling you to go be ratchet right now. But anyway, um, yeah, man. Like, I get it. I get that we are – there's so many people in Miami. We're so heavily populated it's ridiculous. And um, if we were to start opening things up just immediately, people would abuse it like anything, any little thing at all in life. People don't know how to balance certain things, right? Or there's people that are very good at it, but then some people just have to like, 
rush to the beach or rush to the re- rush to the restaurants or the mall or vi- anything, right? And that's just that's not going to help the situation. I do think that slowly but surely we should open things up. I completely understand and I genuinely you know that I'm your good friend and I know that you're going through it right now with the gyms being closed, but I see that you're adapting, right? You're switching up your your training methods. You're going to people's houses and you're training them and and from home exercises to what what you're presenting to your to your customers like I can see it, which is great. Obviously, I wish that the the movie theaters and the gyms and all the entertainment uh, places, like in restaurants, were open up again. But I understand that it's it's a process, it's a phase, and we have to be patient. Just because we're bored doesn't mean that the COVID is over and the pandemic is over, right? Um, so I get that, and I do think that we're making the right steps. I don't think that I I, I think that we should all we we would like to see it accelerated. But I think that it's a process and I think we're moving in the right direction. Um, your thoughts on that? So my thoughts are, you know, I guess they're, they align in certain areas and they kind of they, they kind of uh, differentiate in others. My approach has been simple that I see that the governor announced that all 67 counties may reopen. Now, right. the governor has been in contact with all the mayors. I mean, from each of the counties um, to the best of his ability. I'm assuming, obviously, you know, I'm sure it's difficult to manage that. But as of right now, because it's COVID, everyone's going to have to make that um, that adjustment. Right. He announced that they may open, right? Yet Miami-Dade's in different rules. So my diff- the difficulty that it had was if the actual governor, which is the one that kind of gives the, the go-ahead for the state of Florida, announces yeah, that all 67 may reopen. That means at some, but at, that means he's already assessed Miami Dade and said, "Yeah, like you guys may reopen, but each mayor from each of the counties they can actually um, open tr- on different circumstances." Right, so right. My right. difficulty is right because you know you can create the argument like, "Oh, you know maybe because obviously it's very difficult to manage each and every single county as a governor." Of course, that makes sense. But my thing is, why didn't he just not make if Miami Dade is as unstable as it is as they've been saying, you know, because we've had higher numbers, we've been at the epicenter here in Florida. Why is it that he didn't just announce last Friday sixty-five of the sixty-seven counties may reopen with a full phase one? The last two will reopen on a different because and the reason why I mentioned that is because there was heavy confusion of this Monday. I my phone blew up, I got texts, I got calls, they were saying they just announced gyms are open. I'll be starting Monday. I go, guys, you have to read the article. And the article right. in and of itself is also confusing because you're reading it and it's saying all of Florida. But then you keep reading and you really got to read because they don't say, oh, but Miami and Broward are under different circumstances. They are opening, but it's customized, right? And then, okay, right. like, okay. And then I'm reading like, wait, but what does that mean? And then I'm going down this rabbit hole of articles, like really highlighting this is every business that is opening right now because then I'm seeing tweets of people saying this mall's opening Monday, this mall's opening Tuesday. And I'm like, wait, where is this article giving all this information? Where is the mayor's call like setting out an actual list of things? Like for example, Ron DeSantis went on. I follow him on Twitter. He actually put an actual tweet for Phase One, and he highlighted everything. Basically, what uh, kind of what you read out before. You read, you know, about the restaurants and food that they may increase indoor capacity by fifty percent. With proper social distancing, the whole process is an actual. It's, it's a very organized, very uh, straightforward. For it says full phase one effective Monday, May eighteenth, and it highlights all the information. I'm like, this is fantastic. This gives a good graph. So then my difficulty is kind of going like, 
we understand the importance of social distancing and then Miami-Dade may follow the different rules. But, you know, to my knowledge, I'm not exactly, pe- many people in Miami-Dade that I've, that I've uh, been in contact with are very confused because yeah. people are uh, tweeting and then that kind of, that confusion basically boils down to what I mentioned before. If the governor can give the go-ahead for all 67 counties, meaning he's assessed Miami-Dade, why has the mayor said otherwise? Which I'm sure someone's screaming the answer right now on the podcast. But for the most part, I'm kind of like, there's that that tension of like, you know, what you know, what is ex- the exact answer? And I get you, and I'm glad that you actually mentioned that because I do have that Twitter, um, that I guess the graph for that he has or that table that he has when it breaks down each one effective Monday, May 18, 2020, full phase one, right? State of Florida. So I get that. And I will tell you, you're absolutely correct in the sense to where the confusion, I can see where the confusion started because you're talking about Florida. And as all, even though we joke that Miami is little Cuba and it's not really a part of Florida, it actually is. Right. So with anything, especially uh, in my professional life, but even in my personal life, it's very, very simple that without proper communication, things are going to go wrong, right? Whether you're trying to roll out a project or trying to bring back your city from a, a pandemic, right? Or trying to be in a, a perfect relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend or your, your father and your mother, whatever. A perfect relationship, it doesn't exist, but a good com- uh, relationship has great communication, Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Correct. Does, does, am I going off the rails or do you kind of see what I'm talking about here? That the, the communication was not disseminated or the information was not disseminated properly to, um, to the residents or like to Florida residents, especially South Florida residents. Yeah, I would agree. You know, that's been the issue. So like I'm, I'm looking at it right now and I'll, I'll be honest with you until today, I hadn't really paid attention to it because I, like I said, I was going to just stay home. I didn't care. Right. But it says right here, the city of Miami has more than 140 parks and recreational spaces, uh, spaces, government administrators chose 27 of them to reopen from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily starting Wednesday. They chose some of the city's largest parks so people can practice social distancing. So baby steps good but not great right um people are still required to wear face masks at all times except for children under the year the, uh, under two years old or people doing vigorous exercise people may visit parks individually or with members of their households okay and organized sports pickup games and sessions with tr- uh, trainers are prohibited passive and leisure uses that are allowed include walking jogging cycling roller skating singles tennis and solo racquetball all right, so just a heads up there, but that's more that's more for the parks. That's talking about rules for the parks. So it's good, man. We're seeing progress, but obviously it's not what we would love to see. And like you said, if the, it should have been communicated a lot better, the information should have been presented um, clear uh, to South Florida residents to avoid mm-hmm. a lot of this confusion. Um. I know we've kind of talked about it, man, and, and and we've talked about a little bit of the overview, but I kind of wanted to get to the second point, which is how has it really affected the way that you do your business? I know we talked about it already. We kind of not went into full detail, but how how has your work changed? How has your personal life changed with everything going on, uh, and especially during this reopening phase or this shutdown and now this reopening phase? It's affected me pretty hard. Can't lie. It's been rather difficult. Um, many people have had the the opportunity to 
work from home and continue their, you know, their payment, you know, their payments are coming through. Um, me, unfortunately, because, you know, I need to be in the actual gym for any clientele for about a month and a half. That was pretty rough. Uh, so it's been tough. And then even now, for example, I've taken on at home training, but at home training has its um, has its difficulties as well uh, and its limitations. Right. You know, um, you know, the difficulties of, you know, driving uh, long distances, uh, scheduling, you know, one client can come at this time, but the other client can't. Um, you want to train, and even if you get to train, it's raining outside. All right, adjust, come inside. Oh, I have family inside. Oh, wait, I have to go in the garage. Oh, the garages. Um, so I've had to adjust and kind of pivot, you know, and, and do the at home training. So it, it does come with its difficulties, but in terms of how it's affected me overall, yeah, pretty bad. Can't lie to you. Uh, the lack of you know structure in my life of working, uh, going to the gym and exercise, going to the gym, training my clients has been uh, has been tough, man. I can't lie to you. So. I've adjusted and made that quick pivot because I just honestly could not wait any longer. I could not wait an entire other month, one more month um, for uh, the city of Miami to get, you know, its things together and, you know, and how they've proposed that we move forward with the situation. But um, for the most part, uh, it's been pretty bad. (laughs) I hear you. And and I did not mean to like, uh, pour salt on any open wounds or anything like that it's just i want you to be open and, and if you don't want to talk about it uh on a personal note we can we can move on i just i i understand and and i and i just really didn't i didn't know how touchy the subject was i apologize yeah of course not i got i got your saying brother my thing is it's just it's a reality situation you know there's no salt being poured here it's kind of like that's you know this is what's happening but it's more of like, but because of that, you know, I couldn't wait. I, I have pivoted and started doing the at-home training. So that's kind of, you know, giving me some breath. You know, I've, I've been able to breathe a little bit easier. So I kind of worked out with that. And it's just, you know, honestly, at this point, we're kind of hoping for, I think, within the next two weeks. I'm actually reading here. Um, as a matter of fact, what we've been discussing this, I've been opening up here in um, the city of Miami. Uh, quick article. So it's about stand, uh, reopening Miami. Stand up Miami, a responsible plan for reopening. So phase one uh, below commences May 20th um, of Miami-Dade, the city of Miami. So this this specifically applies to us. And then phase one, so phase 1A is May 20th, which is tomorrow. Hence why we mentioned about the malls opening up at different times and everything. And then phase 1B, which includes restaurants, will commence May 27th, which will be next week. So that includes us. And I'm hoping within the actual inclusion of the actual gyms, uh, so we'd have to see um, as, t- as time goes on. All right. I see here. May 20th, Parks, City of Miami, and Hialeah. <laughs> I like how they – and Hialeah. Neither city agreed to reopen its parks when the uh, country lifted restrictions. Oh, wow. All right. I see you. I hear you. Um, <laughs> man, Hialeah is something else. If you don't know what Hialeah is, look it up. If you've never been, check it out. Maybe not. Maybe just check it out once. And no disrespect to my my fellow, not fellow, but you know who I'm talking about. You live in Hialeah. You know what's up. <laughs> Wild times. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, man. Then let me let me just say this. I do understand and I do agree that things have been difficult. I have friends that have lost their jobs, right, or are, are dealing with difficult situations right now because of the pandemic. And it's very, I think that this has really opened my eyes to how fortunate and, and grateful a lot of us should be. But then also those that are for, more fortunate than others should also look into helping others, however that may be, right? Um, 
I know that there's a lot of people that struggle with their rent or they struggle with paying their groceries in a, a, B and C, right? So we've, we've all looked for different situations. I know my family personally has, uh, we've, we've looked into and helping others as best we can. And, and I just want to use this platform to say that and I know we've preached it before in our, our other, uh, podcast or other episode was, um, if you can help out someone in need, go for it. You know, you, I, I believe that those that can should, right? And it's there's nothing wrong for asking for a little bit of help. I know that some people are getting their stimulus check, but that's maybe not enough. I know that the I don't want to say the country is divided right now because I don't I don't think it's at that extreme. But I do I know that there are people that are very upset with the way that this. Um, pandemic has been handled right people are uh, at um at government buildings uh with with full live ammunition and, and 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 weapons right and calling police cowards and saying that they want to go and get a haircut and they x y and z and and basically they're they're using their freedom of speech but obviously maybe not in the best form i don't know that's just my honest opinion but i'm not trying to get too political here but what i'm saying is i understand we're all americans here we all understand that we're all going through it i apologize there's also other countries listening to this podcast but what i'm saying for people in here in miami we all are dealing with something and we're all having to deal with the restrictions here in miami and in across the united states but i don't think we should hate on each other or be upset with each other just because we have different ideas or different uh, thoughts on how we should reopen. Am I going on a tangent here or do you agree? No, I agree because I actually wanted to have that, what you're saying right now, uh, segue into the next uh, topic because you're kind of covering it right now, which uh, covers on, you know, what are our thoughts, you know, on how the, you know, reopening process can be improved, you know, or what would we like to see reopen? You know, it kind of your approach right there. Absolutely, yeah. Let's go right into it then. I didn't. I, I'm looking at the notes here, but I didn't even realize that I was saying it. I kind of just let my mouth talk, and mm-hmm. my mind was on a different place. But yeah, go for it. So, what do you think? What are your thoughts? So right now, I just think that I mean, because the thing is, there's so many voices right now being heard. You know, or being uh, speaking. So many, so many people being heard. I just think that in terms of you know, what's my what are my thoughts on how this reopening process can be improved? I think that. They can kind of just, they should just go for it. For all, all, of Florida should, all of Florida should be open, including these counties. But then um, you limit, you know, it's not going to be open up the floodgates. But like you just have the same approach that they're having. Let's say if, if the majority of Florida is having a 50% um, capacity opening in the gyms, you make it 25% here in Miami. Uh, you customize it, of course. I understand why they're doing that. But you can't, I mean, right now, here's a problem. Right now, we don't know what's open. Miami Dade is technically open, right? Like barbers are kind of open, but even barber shops, they're having that difficulty of kind of like, can we operate without somebody calling us, calling the cops on us? Because so there's a lot of confusion. I'm thinking right now that all of Florida should should already reopen, should take the phase one approach. Because if you start going off some some percentages and numbers, you know, like you start saying, hey, you know what, it might be better to do 25% here in Miami. But that kind of brings me to my next point is because Georgia, a month ago, reopened. The, the actual uh, the actual state and everyone thought Please. it'd be massive um, huh don't don't mention don't, no offense to Georgia I love the ATL but don't mention Georgia mm-mm, mm-mm. not a good move their <laughs> their their thoughts and their process for the reopening I have friends in Georgia I have a lot of friends actually in, in Atlanta 
it's not the best. <laughs> like it's like they, it's not good. It's not really. So con- you can continue, continue. Of course, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but Georgia's very, very tricky state. What I was gonna say was because they reopened, everyone was everyone was expecting a spike in cases, a massive spike that has not ha- that has not happened. So my approach is just purely statistical when it comes to everyone saying like whether or not you believe with the policies and what they said and what's actually happening on the ground. Statistically, everyone expected an actual spike in cases in Georgia, a massive spike, because they reopened at a time when everyone was going crazy. That did not happen because the state was open. They practiced social distancing. You're always going to have packs of areas. For example, right now, people are actually expecting a certain spike of cases, right? But this is inevitable. This will happen with people interacting with each other once again. What we don't want is a massive spike, which is why they waited so long. Then right now, because I, th- I believe right now my approach is we waited enough. I think that Georgia, given the circumstances, I'm not saying because you cannot have a copy paste system with each state. New York is right, not New York is yeah, not Florida, but of the no. five southern states, we've had the we've had the least cases. And then me specifically, if you want to get scientific, my approach is very simple when it comes to the actual virus. The fact that it thrives off of low humidity and cooler temperatures globally, that's why we've seen higher cases of COVID-19. Um, higher cases of COVID-19 in the northern locations that have low humidity and cooler temperatures. Locations like New York are one of the anomalies because it's an extra crammed location. But the actual temperature and the actual uh, climate did help assist in the COVID-19 continuing to thrive and continuing to spread. Because studies have shown and they've tested in the actual lab that the half-life, the actual life of the actual virus, um, tends to diminish significantly in high, in, in high humidity and high temperatures. South Florida, Miami-Dade, that is exactly what we're known for, right? And the thing is, if you go a little further up north in Georgia, they have similar climate, hence why when they open up the actual, uh, the actual country, uh, the, excuse me, the actual state, people were allowed to go um, walk on about. I highly believe, given the actual facts and the research, that the actual climate definitely did play a role in reducing the spread outside, hence why they should be pushing for more parks and more beaches. Uh, people to go outside, practice social distancing. And also and on that approach is that people cannot be surprised with the immediate flush of people, the immediate rush of people when these things open. Because that's what's happening is that, you know, like in a state, like let's say, uh, for example, California, certain locations are opening up and some aren't. You're having some of the beaches that are open up uh, down south. You're having masses drive down south and then they have to shut it down immediately. Right. That's the problem. Like, you're just going to have, if you open up, if you close everything else, open up one location, you cannot be surprised with the, with the actual rush of people. I'm not calling it responsible. I can actually even go and say it's irresponsible, but you cannot be surprised. People have been cooped up for way too long, and you only give them access to one location, that's what's going to happen. So because my approach is simple, given the actual facts on the actual virus and how it thrives, how in South Florida we have the worst actual climate Statistically, and I mean, I mean, from the lab and how we've tested this actual thing and how it's been tested and how it thrives, we statistically have the worst environment. Right. Right. My approach is simple. I think that Georgia, because we've seen Georgia and what's happened here, and I'm sure you, I'm sure you, I mean, like you mentioned before, you know, you were kind of, you know, you had your, you had your opinion about, you know, what's happening in Georgia. You got some people that are, you know, their boots on the ground and they have their perspective on what's happening and maybe there's some things that could be done better. But I think overall, as an actual state. The fact that everyone expected it because they opened up for, I mean, um, ahead they of did. Us. And 
and and everyone expected these numbers to skyrocket. They right. Did not. And so what I'm seeing here is you're absolutely right. I do have friends there. I have colleagues that work there. I mean, that live there. And they just say that the way that things are handled is not the best. You know, there there were a lot of way there in a lot of places they did not have the the equipment to do the testing for COVID nineteen. Um, so they was it was pretty sad. It was it was, it was pretty. It, it was looking very bleak, right? So, but to 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 uh to add to what you're saying, look, from what here from the Business Insider it says. Though Georgia's Department of Public Health has uh, published data showing what appears to be a significant decline in new cases and deaths, experts emphasized <clears throat> sorry about that. Experts have emphasized that the data is both preliminary and incomplete and suggested that the outbreak appears to be in a plateau, not a decline. So look, you're absolutely correct. There has not been a major spike since they reopened and it's great. Saying um a lot of the, like Georgia is very similar to Florida, and and because of the weather and the temperature, um, it's not the best environment for uh for COVID nineteen to thrive. But it's great for us and the people that live in Georgia because of that, right? Uh, I'm so I'm agreeing with you on that. It's all this is still fairly fairly. This, everything's still reopening. Everything's still new. Like, uh, it seems like everyone has their precautions. Everyone's washing their hands now, right? There's, there's little by little. There's, there, these restrictions are being eased, and I think that's good. But I think it's still too early to tell, uh, what's happening. Because like another state that also reopened, but I do think did see a spike or did see more cases was Texas, right? Texas. I, I, I spoke with people today. And they were like, yeah, it's kind of crazy that people are acting like everything's back to normal when in reality this is still going on. And we are seeing a lot of cases. So we could talk about all the different states and what they're doing, but I absolutely agree that we can't compare like a New York to a Miami to a Georgia to a everything because of the this, the population size, right? And, and the different like the interactions. Like New York, everyone's close together because everyone's like using the subway or public transportation. Miami's spread out. Miami, you can say I live in Miami, but you can live 45 minutes away from your best friend. And you probably won't ever see them unless you have a class together. Or you guys are going to go get coffee on, uh, or something. Who's going to go get coffee? You're going to go meet up for drinks or whatever on the weekend, right? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. So we're spread out. So I get that. I completely understand um, with the soft open. But it's, it's just interesting, man. My approach is simple. The thing is there's no cure-all. There's no perfect method. The pendulum, the pendulum is going to swing both ways in terms of the school of thought. People are thinking we should just stay locked down forever or we should just completely reopen 100%. I don't agree with either one. I think that pendulum needs to swing towards the middle and then that's that middle ground is kind of like where most people can approach. It's very difficult, I understand, because most people are kind of... Most people need to understand that there is a risk assessment. Uh, the, the risk assessment in this situation is that, yes, we need to consider that there may be a spike because people start um, interacting with each other and then that's going to happen. But this media craze... Right, that we're seeing that we're saying, oh, there's gonna be this massive spike with all these states, right? Massive spike. There hasn't been, right? You can call it a plateau because then you see you have somebody saying, oh, some of the data is preliminary, and some of it saying that it's just plateauing. But then the other data will be showing the same thing that's good, that in terms of overall cases, there is actually there's been a decline. And then this is where it gets fishy because when you start following the actual numbers in terms of them saying it's plateauing, I'll tell you why it gets actually difficult. When it comes to the actual testing, it can it's not it's not it's not foolproof. It's not 100. We're we're here. We're getting a lot of cases where there's there's they're showing a lot of reads are false positives and false negatives, right? Then you're also saying how do we approach 
in terms of there being a spike, there being a plateau, there being a decline, right? Because then the difficulty of understanding if there's like an actual spike, which a lot of the media is kind of pushing for, where the spike's happening, show us, is the fact that the more the more people are getting tested, the more cases are going to show up. Now, what's the question? Is that quite? It goes so that it's so more people be, more people be tested, testing themselves to see if they have COVID nineteen. Is that because they went outside from the states that are reopening and then they got infected, or they've had it? And then they got tested, and then they, they so they've had COVID nineteen. They just never showed the symptoms. See, that's where the data gets confusing sometimes. Look, the models in terms of projecting where COVID nineteen were, were going to be from the beginning have been. I mean, I mean, they've been skewed, right? We approached the lockdown, and then we were, we were we were hoping to prevent you know hundreds of thousands. Potentially, lockdown actually did prevent more people from getting cases, right? Because everyone's um, locked in their homes, they're not interacting, so it probably did work. But in terms of the models that have projected the deaths and how much testing we want to do have been very unrealistic. They've been very sporadic. That's why now what I mentioned on the actual point, specifically this one, when it comes to Georgia and when it comes to uh, contact tracing, when it comes to the testing, the question is, are the cases that are coming in now from the states that have reopened? Is it only because, like, for example, Texas, for the, spi- for the, for the, for the spike, the little spike that, that, that's come from Texas, uh, like you mentioned before, is that from people testing more and testing positive for COVID-19 because they got it when the state reopened, or they've had COVID-19, they just never showed any symptoms. That's where the debate stands. So then when it comes to very specific things, it gets complicated. But the thing is, what you want to do is that you want to look at an overall view of the actual state. Are we seeing massive spikes? I'm talking about massive where the most important thing of lockdown was very simple. It's to not overwhelm the healthcare system. Right. That was the entire intention of, uh, of uh, the lockdown. Right. That was specifically the intention, to not overwhelm. But what happens? Andrew Cuomo in New York City is crying out for, for ventilators. We need ventilators. The White House and the uh, and and the uh, the Trump administration provided ventilators. We were not overwhelmed with the lack of ventilators, right? Um, so step by step, and then for example, for testing, there's numerous amount of testing happening nationwide. But a lot of people, there's a lot of testing sites for people to come in to be tested. But many people are not being tested for a variety of reasons. They just don't want to go. Maybe some people feel like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to have it, and then like you know, I have to deal with it. It can be a variety. It's been a variety of reasons, but that's so. We're seeing a lot of supply and and like the demand has been. Oh, everyone, needs, we need to test each other. We need to make sure that we're that we're free of COVID nineteen, which is all important things, which is I support. But we're seeing, we're not seeing a flood of people testing each, um, themselves um, at these testing centers. It's happening. Um, so like that. So my approach, you know, I know it's a lot of information, a lot of data, a lot of things going on. Overall, my approach is simple. There is no cure-all to this. We need to get back to work. Open the entire state of Florida with limitations, right? I don't think at this point, you know, I understand we've been at the epicenter of Miami-Dade specifically, has been at the epicenter of Florida's highest cases. But I think that waiting for this perfect number, waiting for this, and, and I'm very careful to say this. I don't have all the information, more than likely. Who knows? It's probably... Carlos Jimenez, the mayor, um, those in charge in Miami-Dade, those who said, no, we're going to open up different. Maybe, obviously, I'm assuming they're going to have more data. But if you're going to ask me my perspective, given a nationwide uh, perspective, and also meticulously looking at Miami-Dade and Florida, from my point of view, I just think that there is no cure-all. And I think that we should kind of just go ahead and, and uh, full, um, open with limitations and not have 65 counties in the state of Florida open up with a full phase one and then have two, kind of. That's my approach. I could be right, I could be wrong, but you know, time will tell.
Time will tell, man. Time will tell. So that's a lot of data. A lot of data, a lot of information, Khaled. I think that our um, our listeners have probably gone, all right, guys, we get it, we get it, we get it. Um, <laughs> where's the good news? So, Khaled, you know what? Why don't we... Um, why don't we approach with some good news? Maybe some, some, you know, um, some lighthearted information that maybe we can kind of give our clients. If it's not actual, you know, something that you know specifically, perspective, a positive note. I think that you and I can uh, can provide that. You know, we can maybe um, give a much more positive note to all the data and the numbers and the news and this. Perhaps maybe, what are your plans once Miami Data is open? What are you looking forward to the most? What would make you the happiest? <laughs> I don't know. How about you go first? Let me think about mine. I'm, already, I'm in my, I'm in my home bubble. Need 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 to get los los demás. Only a few. I'm uh. I think my approach, honestly, for me, I'll tell you right now. Me personally, I'm a homebody. I'm actually looking forward to, uh, the movie theaters reopening when they do. That's a good um, one. Uh, restaurants. You know when they're. You know, I I know some of them are opening up now, but at least kind of where I don't have to uh, double think like. Uh, oh, is this place open? Is it not? I, I can't wait till that happens so I can go, you know, go to a restaurant, have a nice dinner, watch watch a movie in the movie theaters, and then just come home and chill at my house. Because I cannot lie to you. Basically, for the most part, the format of quarantine is something that I'm very familiar with in terms of just kind of like, you know, being in your house and, you know, I'm a, I'm a homebody. So, but the excess of it where I don't have the option to actually go to the movies for a little bit has been difficult. So I'll tell you right now. I'm looking for a restaurant. Basically, dinner and a movie. I'll keep it at that. Dinner and a movie. That's my approach. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Casey? I don't know, man. The other day, I was on a Zoom. Actually, yesterday, I was on a Zoom call. Shout out to Michi. Two years of remission. Cancer free. Wow. Yeah, man. Awesome. Uh, we were on a Zoom call to celebrate her two years. And uh, and everyone like asked me, "Is like, what happened to Cinco, right? <laughs> What happened to Cinco de Mayo? And obviously, we couldn't celebrate Cinco de Mayo this year because um, obviously everything going on with COVID nineteen. I think I would like to have that. Just I enjoy having people over, uh, going and just hanging out with friends. We, it doesn't have to be something huge and major and insane and you know Project X style. With you just with friends coming over, barbecuing, grilling, right, jumping in the pool, uh, hanging out, playing some dominoes. Anything, man. I, I enjoy that. I, I love to just talk crap with friends and just tell stories and catch up and, you know, talk about different different things that we're going through, ideas and whatnot. So I miss that, right? I miss that. And I, and I hate that every time I go somewhere, I feel the need to, like, oh, I got to wash my hands. Oh, I, I touch this. Oh, I have to do this, this, this. You know, like, you just feel uncomfortable. And uh, or, oh, I should I should probably take a shower because I just went to the uh, I just went to Publix to buy groceries. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that for real like uh, it's ridiculous so i think more than anything when, once things open up i just think having friends over going to a friend's house and just enjoying each other's company like a lot of my friends are like family and uh and if and if you know if you're if you're a friend of mine and, and you, you, i hope you feel that way because that's how it is i'm gonna be very i'm very blunt very honest and straightforward and and if you if if i enjoy having you around in 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 my company then i'm gonna make sure that you feel comfortable right and i, I miss that board in the house is is the, the anthem of 2020 but that doesn't mean you can be stupid just because your board doesn't mean the pandemic is over so mm-hmm. 
It is what it is. That's where that's the attitude for 2020. It is what it is. Yeah, hard, bro. That should be like a. I think I'm gonna make a shirt like that. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'm gonna get a tattooed on my chest. It is what it is, and then you just have like somebody like just with their hands up, like like confused, like yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> nah, man. But straight up, you mentioned it earlier. I'm going to the barber tomorrow. I don't care. My barber's only <laughs> taking appointments. So I told him I was like, look, man, just take me, my brother, and my dad. Tell me what time we'll go. So. I don't know if I'm going to shave the, the facial hair tomorrow, but I might. Keep it. I don't know Keep about it. that. I might just line everything up. But we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But all right, brother. I think we can wrap up for today's uh, episode. I think that yeah. it was informative. I'm glad that we're back recording again. I know it's been a minute. I hope that everyone listening is safe. You enjoy our podcast and that, hey, if you're going through it, we're going through it too. But we're positive attitudes, and, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna get through it. 2021 is closer than you think. Definitely, and I think uh, what's it called, Khaled? I'll just you know. Overall, I think that the approach from everyone should be simple. Just you know, um, uh, you know, be humble. You know, be appreciative of the, of the time we've had now. You know, with our with our family and friends. I think that. I've gotten closer with certain people during this time. I can't lie to you. It's been, you know, there's been some tension. Can't lie to you. But I think that I've gotten closer to some people during this time. Uh, this time of struggle. This has been, a, you know, a struggle that really brings people together. So I think that, Cali, you know, we'll close with this, you know. I, we'll close with this. As we go forward, I think our approach, uh, everyone's um, approach, you know, our perspective for you guys should be just patience as we move forward in this uh, situation. Uh, you know, rationale, you know, logic, use your brain. Um, when assessing, you know, situations, you know, to the best of your ability. Because I think it's important that, uh, above all, do not let fear uh, manipulate and overrun you. Do not. Because I think that's happened a lot here uh, worldwide. And it's, it's, it's important to be aware of the dangers of COVID-19, but also be aware of what COVID-19 isn't. And uh, I, think I'll, I think I'll end with that. Caleb, I think that you're absolutely right with everything that you're saying. To our listeners, I appreciate you as always. And my message would just be be kind to one another. Be safe. Take your precautions if you feel the need to by wearing your mask, your gloves. And uh, most importantly, don't be a dick. So, (laughs) as always, thank you for listening. My name is Kaladisa. My my name is Caleb Castillo. And this is Something to Consider <laughs> podcast. Laugh, love, and be kind. Arranca. Good night. Take care, guys. Bye.